Hello, and welcome to The Drop, the official podcast of the 130th Airlift Wing. I'm Senior Master Sergeant Eugene Christ. Each year, the 130th Airlift Wing recognizes its most outstanding members in four categories. 2021 marks the second year the Outstanding Airman of the Year program has operated the new way instruction that focuses on recognizing members' achievement over the function of the nomination process. Joining me today is Command Chief Master Sergeant Kevin Williams, author of The Wing Instruction. Welcome to the pod, Chief. Hey, thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, that was a fancy way of saying uh, we value content over format. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. So, But really and truly, um, I'd seen so many times that um, we say that we want to recognize airmen but we create a process in order to recognize them that is so labor intensive that um, it turns people off because they actually have no kidding mission work to do. And I'll give you some examples. I got some statistics here from Colonel Chard of what the 130th did uh, just this past year. Um, we mobilized uh, 254 members of CONUS. So think of all the readiness requirements that are required to mobilize one when you think about IMR and training and all that goes with that. So we did that for 254 members. Um, we provided two thirds of the air members that are on 502F. Two thirds of those folks came from the 130th. Um, we we're the largest portion uh, air members in state active duty last year. Uh, this wing has been out doing work and getting it done. Yet somehow, in amongst all that work, we're still able to uh, nominate and recognize over 60 airmen. Over 60. Uh, the group, uh, senior enlisted leaders and I deliberated over, I believe it was 63 uh, nominees. Uh, many recognized at the wing level, and if not recognized at the wing level, many more recognized at the group level. That was the intent. Of the rewrite. And that was up from the previous last year's Last number. year we were in the middle 50s without having the numbers in front of me, and so we were, we were up again. And, uh, and we still did a whole heck of a lot of work. And uh, I'm really proud of um, all the senior enlisted leaders and really all the supervisors and all the commanders. Everyone has been extremely responsive and uh, met the intent of the instruction, and that is recognize people for their hard work. And if you had any advice to give any supervisors or anybody that are looking to nominate people, what would you tell them as far as, like, putting together the, the package? So every quarter, um, and I've got a schedule out there. It's in the wing instruction, and you can find it out there on the SharePoint page. Um, each quarter, by the deadline, you just pull out that blank 1206 and write a narrative that describes what that airman or that uh, non-commissioned officer or senior non-commissioned officer did that year. And that's all that's needed. We will meet uh, the senior enlisted leaders and I. Uh, usually we invite a couple of uh, guests uh, to make the panel more diverse, and we'll deliberate over those, and we'll vote. Um, if that, uh, if your airman, if your nominee wins, then uh, congratulations, they are airman of the quarter, and then you get to go back to work and then develop that 1206 narrative into a formal Air Force Outstanding Airman of the Year package that you would uh, re-nominate said winner for Airman of the Year. Makes so we, we go back and make it right. We go back and fix the format, but as far as just the early recognition 
and saying, hey, this person did a good job. We made that really simple up front. That's awesome. Before we speak to the senior enlisted leaders and the winners, is there anything else you'd like to say about the program? Uh, just uh, it's the funnest thing I do is uh, look at people and say thank you, and uh, I enjoy it. So let's get going. Awesome, Chief. Joining us now on the podcast, Chief Master Sergeant Steve Carver, the 130th Mission Support Group Senior Enlisted Leader. Welcome to the pod, Chief. Uh, good to be here. Uh, Chief Carver, could you introduce our uh, Airman Category winner and talk a little bit why he was selected? Yes. Uh, our Airman Category winner is Brendan I uh, from our communications flight. And uh, Brendan was an easy selection for us uh, due to spending five months roughly on COVID orders, working with J6, making sure that we had communications between J6 and other units within our wing and the Army. So uh, that was a very uh, challenging thing to connect the Army in the air. Sometimes it doesn't seem like that it would be, but it is a very challenging process to connect the two computer systems together. In addition to that, uh, for on-base services, he was able to work and clear up roughly, uh, clean up 20 communications closets and open up a bunch of ports for us uh, so that he could free up the network and make things faster uh, for the wing to communicate day to day. In addition to that, he volunteers uh, on the outside and he volunteered with some other members of the wing with the West Virginia Food Bank. And uh, I think in two days they provided lunches and meals for 5,000 children. So that made him an easy selection for us as far as the wing was concerned. Chief Williams, thoughts? Yeah. On the day of selection, I just remember uh, after we voted, Chief Carver said, looks like the eyes have it. So I, that's, I, I always remember that. But uh, but seriously, um, sometimes we can get um, in our Air Force culture, and I'm not trying to downplay these things. They are important, but we can get caught up on uh, the importance of development and education and airmanship and, and all those things that are fundamentally important. But um, especially in the airman and the NCO category, there's nothing more important than just being good at your job. And so over 20 comm closets, I know this because I was a safety manager, were an utter mess. And uh, we identified that, and, and Airman Brendan I goes in, and he attacks those, not only cleans up the mess and makes them a safer uh, place to work in, but he also makes them better and increases the bandwidth across the wing and then still finds time to go, you know, work at the West Virginia Food Bank. And uh, just very impressive. You had a good year, Airman I, and I want to say uh, congratulations. And uh, Sierra, Thank you, everyone. I appreciate that. Sierra and I, if you could uh, tell us uh, how it feels to be the representative of the wing for the Airman category. Yes, yes. Thank you, guys. Um, so it, it feels really good to be selected. Um, I was I was really excited about um, applying for something like this, and uh, I just want to thank everybody that helped me get there. Uh, Sergeant Barrett, Sergeant Gwynn, Chief Powell, uh, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Mills, um, Lieutenant Perry, and um, Senior Master Sergeant Gardner. Um, everybody was a help to this, but uh, those people in particular really, really helped me do what I needed to do while coming to this wing just around two years ago and being able to kind of attack this at, you know, full speed and put me in a position to win an award like this. So that feels really good to have 
have leaders um, supporting me in every step of the way. Joining us now on the podcast is Chief Master Sergeant Larry Darter, Maintenance Group Senior Enlisted Leader. Chief, welcome to the pod. Hey, it's great to be here. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, Chief, if you would, introduce us to the non-commissioned officer of the year and tell us a little bit why he was selected. Uh, sure will. And it's an honor to. I'm here with, uh, today with Tech Sergeant Matt Price. And uh, Matt Price uh, was not only the Airman of the Year for the maintenance group, uh, he was as you've said, selected for the wing as NCO of the year. The two areas that uh, set Sergeant Price above his peers uh, is one as a mechanic and the other is as a a volunteer. Let's let's say uh, the guy that says, hey, pick me or or, sure, I'll take care of that. You know, that's an important part of what we do here to keep everything, you know, up and running and moving. But I want to talk about the mechanic part of it, you know, he is a, a very skilled mechanic. Works in our ISO docks and and uh, you know is in, in that team there that puts out a bunch of great quality work. And throughout the past year, he had uh, five QA evaluations, and uh, in those evaluations, you know, he didn't receive a single defect. You know, there were no findings on on any of the areas that he inspected, and and it was it was done perfectly and. And all that contributed to the, the wings flying hours, you know, going well over a thousand hours. So all that was vitally important. And uh, within that same time frame, he was selected to serve as a, a cadre member as we converted to the J model aircraft. And in that, he, he went to uh, Rhode Island, got some training with, with that unit, and uh, was able to come back and, and help train our own. But uh, in that same time frame, getting rid of our old H3 aircraft, you know, we, we put a, an ISO inspection on these guys uh, to, to try to, to hand off one of the best products that we could to the unit that was gaining them. And uh, he, he was directly involved in, in that inspection as well. It was very tasking on our ISO docs to, to ask them to do that, to not only learn more about the J model, to learn the new aircraft, but to be able to uh, put the quality of work into the, the aircraft that we're leaving. And, and he was involved with that. And in, in that time frame, we had some issues with our, uh, our dock stands, what, what the crew members work on when they, when they take care of the aircraft. And, and he got involved in the uh, safety aspect of that and, and helped come up with a better process for that. So that, that's really Sergeant Price as a mechanic. But I want to talk about Sergeant Price, the volunteer. And uh, within the year, he's, he's taken on six additional duties. One of those is as a bench stock monitor. And in our, in our ISO dock or in, within the maintenance group, in that bench stock, it, they take o- care of over 1,100 pieces of, of uh, equipment, tools, and hardware that we need to repair the aircraft. And, and that's an important part of uh, being able to maintain accountability for all those items to make sure that the products are there for when the mechanics need them. And he, as I mentioned earlier, serves as a, a safety representative. And, you know, he takes care of the safety binders, all the briefings. He monitors the training for everyone in the shop. He, he evaluates the work areas to ensure that, that it's all safe uh, for everyone to, to go to work every day. And in addition to that, he is also a PTL, which is a physical training leader. 
Uh, I see him out there uh, just about every drill Saturday or, or Sunday monitoring the uh, the physical fitness test, and, and he's, he's a vital part of that that uh, helps uh, encourages everyone as, as they're running to keep up the pace or to, to, to just uh, the requirement for that. He takes care of the government purchase card. Uh, that's an additional duty that, that holds a big responsibility, and uh, they have – 20 different accounts with various vendors that he has to deal directly with. He's on the phone with them. He's making purchases for them, and he does a great job with that. So the, the two areas that I really want to highlight that really consumes most of his time is uh, outside of being the mechanic on the aircraft, he, he's facility manager for one of our maintenance buildings. And with that, he communicates with the civil engineering squadron to take care of uh, issues that, whether it's a, a broken toilet or ceiling fans or lights out or whatever the case may be in a facility our size, you know, there's always a, a need to be communicating with civil engineering to, to try to make improvements and to keep everything in running order. The one I'm most proud of that he, that he does is the additional duty first sergeant. He, he raised his hand and volunteered for this with all the other additional duties that he has. Uh, he Somehow he finds time to, to serve in this role as well. And uh, it, it's about taking care of the airmen. It, it's about trying to improve the unit that you're working in and uh, just making a difference. And uh, for, for that and for all those reasons, you know, we nominated Sergeant Price. And uh, the committee found it, found it very noble and rewarding and gave him this honor. So we're all proud of him. Chief Williams, anything to add? Uh, I'll just add that in all that, you know, you can – you sum all that up, you hear a story about an NCO who's uh, committed to service. And, and knowing Sergeant Price, uh, like I think I do, he's not all about a lot of attention or doesn't even care much for pomp and circumstance, which um, sometimes, uh, sometimes, Matt, it's just needed. You know, you need to be uh, honored in front of your peers, and, and it's good for your family to see you honored and respected. But, but at the end of the day, what you hear is, is an NCO who behaves like a senior NCO and serves like nobody's business, uh, which is a great recipe for future leadership roles when you look at the, the amount of credibility that he's developed in the, in the maintenance squadron, or actually the whole group, uh, the whole maintenance group. So uh, congratulations, Sergeant Price. is well-deserved. I, uh, for one, happen to think you're fantastic. Sergeant Price, how does it feel to, to represent the wing as the non-commissioned officer of the year? Uh, it's a great honor, honestly. Um, as uh, Chief already said, uh, it's not done on my own, though. Um, I appreciate Chief Williams for saying I need to take the responsibility of that, but it, it's not something that I can say I, I do individually. Um, all these duties are done with the help of every one of my peers. Um, whether it be up or down the chain of command. Um, it's great to be able to stand out in front of the maintenance squadron and maintenance group. Um, I appreciate that I got the uh, chance to do so in this uh, manner. Anybody else have anything else? I'll just reiterate one more time. Uh, very well deserved. Um, we're all proud of you. We appreciate your service. Uh, I know as an additional duty first sergeant, uh, you know, I've been in the maintenance group myself and, and watched you uh, act uh, and work and ceremonies and getting people coached up and in the right place. And uh, 
those things don't go unnoticed. So uh, on behalf of Colonel Priest, Colonel Char, myself, thank you. And I'll just add, Chief, that none of these additional duties did, did he knock on anyone's door and, and say, hey, I'd like to be that. Hey, I, I need to do that. Or, hey, this would, I think this is a good step in my career to, to take this on. But, but this is all uh, something that was recognized as, as a need within the organization. And, uh, you know, he, he said, I'll take care of that. And, and by raising raising his hand and offering, you know, that assistance, we, we knew that, that it would be done uh, right, it'd be done on time, and that uh, he would do just that. He would take care of it. So uh, I, I appreciate all the work he does within the group, and, and he's right. It, it, it is a team effort, but, but at the same time, you know, someone's, someone's got to be the point guy to fill out the paperwork. Someone's got to be the point guy, you know, to pick up the phone, to make that communication, you know, and then to just to see it to the end, you know, to make sure that it gets taken care of. And, uh, you know, a big important part of a group, and, and we all appreciate him. And, and I think he knows that. I'm looking at a big smile on his face right now. Joining us now on the podcast is Chief Master Sergeant Dennis Fazell, the 130th Security Forces Squadron Senior Enlisted Leader. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, Chief, if you would introduce our winner for the Senior NCO category and talk about why he was selected. So our winner for the Senior NCO category for the 130th last year was uh, Master Sergeant William McGraw. He goes by Keith, so if I refer to them, him as that uh, later on in the podcast, we'll, we'll know who we're talking about. We originally uh, nominated him for Airman of the Quarter uh, for this reason. If you guys remember last year during the withdrawal of the uh, – citizens in, in, in Afghanistan. Um, on August 19th, I received a call from Master Sergeant Darcy at Guard Bureau, and he said, hey, Chief, he's like, hey, we need Ravens in Afghanistan, and we need them to leave tomorrow. He said, can you arrange that? And I'm like, well, that's a big task, isn't it? So uh, I reached out to the Ravens, and I said, hey, guys, I need y'all to deploy, and I need you to deploy tomorrow, and I cannot tell you when you're going to be home. And so you would think you'll be hard to get volunteers for that, but nope, every one of the Ravens said, nope, here I am, send me. Uh, so the names came down, and Master Sergeant McGraw, Tech Sergeant Newhouse, and Tech Sergeant Smith left the next day to head to Charleston, South Carolina. When they got to South Carolina, and Keith, if I mess something up on this timeline, feel free to correct it later on down the road. So they got to Charleston, South Carolina, said, all right, bed down for the night, go get dinner, you leave tomorrow. And they left to go get dinner, they got the phone call, said, Nat, niche that, get on the airplane now. So they niched that, drove back, got on the airplane, and before they know it, they were in guitar ready to fly missions. Now, when you tell someone that I need you to deploy and you need to go tomorrow, and I don't know when you're coming home, and they say, here I am, send me, if that's not the definition of service before self, then you're going to have to explain that something better to me because that, that is the definition of service before self as far as I'm concerned. So while he was over there, he was a team lead for Raven teams doing security, uh, flight deck denial, uh, flying in and out of Kabul, evacuating Afghan refugees. Um, and they must have thought he was doing a good job over there because he was selected to be on the last plane leaving Afghanistan. So that's a very historical moment, uh, something that not many people can say that they've ever encountered. So we submitted him for Airman of the Quarter as you can suspect we would, 
Um, and then when we come looking at doing the packages for Airman of the Year, we realize, man, he's done a lot of stuff this year. Um, and on the civilian side, he's a law enforcement officer for the DNR, and he was also recognized as the uh, Officer of the Year for the DNR for the year. Uh, he coaches baseball. He he co- helps with football. He helps maintain the fields. He has a positive impact on the community. And so from just the whole airman concept, he represents the West Virginia natural or nat- I'm sorry, well, natural resources and, and also the West Virginia National Guard. Uh, I don't know how you represent our organization any better than that. Um, so for us, the choice was obvious and it was a real easy package to write because when you've got that much material to throw into something, it's uh, it it's real easy to articulate that. You don't have to look for fluff when you submit that package for, for Mass Sergeant McGraw. Chief Williams, anything to add? I, I, I absolutely ditto all those remarks about service before self. And I just, uh, you know, as, as I listened to Chief Fazell talk, I was reflecting uh, on that day uh, in the Wing Commander's Conference Room uh, as we were uh, re- reviewing and reading the nominations for um, outstanding senior NCO of the quarter. I don't remember uh, one of the senior enlisted leaders that he had read uh, uh, Master Sergeant McGraw's uh, uh, nomination and and said, gosh, man, this is unbelievable. And like jokingly, like stood at attention while the rest of us read it. But I mean, it's extremely impressive. And then even beyond that, you look at um, what he's done in the community and, uh, you know, I, I see a lot of these packages, like I told you earlier that, that we reviewed 63 nominations last year. And uh, in all those, you know, you find community service where, where folks do things for their local schools or, or, or whatever in their community. Um, I just happened to uh, remember one day that uh, um, Keith's uh, nomination package says that he does some things, interacts with schools in Fayetteville, his hometown. And uh, I happened to be friends with a family there, and I saw this high school kid, and I said, "Hey, what do you uh, what do you know about uh, William McGraw?" And he turned around, big smile on his face, like, "Oh my gosh, I absolutely love that guy!" And so you you begin to see right away that everything that's in this nomination that that people jokingly stood at attention and revered was absolutely genuine. I mean, it was for real. And uh, I have high, high hopes that this nomination package goes on through Region 2 and even into the national level. I, um, it's extremely impressive what you did last year, Keith, and uh, congratulations. And Master Sergeant McGraw, how does it feel to be selected and represent the wing for the year? Well, it, it's an obvious honor. Um, on the squadron level and a wing level, um, it, it's definitely an honor. The... Uh, you know, but I got to be honest, uh, it's not really about myself. It's, it's what I'm surrounded by. Um, I have been uh, the majority of my career um, surrounded by great leadership now, both at the squadron and wing level. And, um, you know, I I have great NCOs and airmen below me, and that, that makes my job a lot easier. Um, I'm a firm believer that the West Virginia Air National Guard and Army National Guard have some of the best airmen and soldiers uh, across the nation. Joining us again on the podcast is Chief Master Sergeant Larry Daughtry, Maintenance Group Senior Enlisted Leader. Chief, if you would introduce our winner for the First Sergeant 
uh, category and talk a little bit about him. Outstanding. Yeah, thank you again, uh, Sergeant Chris. I have with me here today Master Sergeant uh, Jeff Jackson. He has been selected, as you said, as the uh, 2021 First Sergeant of the Year, and that's it's an award that's well-received uh, for him, well-earned. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Jeff and talk about the many hats that he wears uh, and just give you two examples. One of them is uh, as, as a full-time member, uh, he, he's our newest supervisor. Uh, it's, a, it's a new uh, role for him, but he's our night shift supervisor, and uh, he received that promotion after being a, a primary dedicated crew chief for a number of years, previously on the H-3 aircraft, and then uh, he converted over to the to the J-model aircraft, one of the one of the first crew chiefs to convert and have his own aircraft, and, and now he's uh, he's being the leader on the flight line in our AMXS squadron as a night shift supervisor. But uh, what we're talking about today, the award that he got is is for his role as a first sergeant. That's the second half. And, and as the uh, first sergeant of our maintenance squadron, which consists of uh, over 150 members, his responsibility is for the overall morale, welfare, conduct, discipline, and uh, recognition of airmen that's, that's in his squadron, which, by the way, is one of the largest in our entire wing. We look at maintenance squadrons, uh, family care plans, and, and see that they always remain fully compliant and Sergeant Jackson sees the vital role that families play in allowing us to be able to go do our jobs. And through the entire pandemic, one thing that sticks out of my mind about Sergeant Jackson, he, he's, he's helped us all keep things in, in the proper perspective. Sergeant Jackson has, has helped us all um, you know, be able to, to work as a leadership team in some of the difficult decisions that we've made. He's, he's provided great advice to, to that team and our airmen. And, uh, you know, the pandemic has affected us all in different ways. And, and uh, the role of the first sergeant uh, is vitally important in keeping everyone, you know, grounded and, and thinking properly. And, and uh, you know, Sergeant Jackson did a, a great job at doing, in doing that. And, and another important role is, is the recognition of our outstanding airmen in the group. And if I look back at the past year, uh, you know, Sergeant Jackson submitted quite a few packages. He's written quite a few awards and, uh, you know, he, he's kind of led the way, uh, in the group for sure in, in making sure that the members get, get proper recognition, recognition for the hard work that they're doing. But if I had to describe Sergeant Jackson in, in one word, it would be passionate. And, and he brings passion to whatever task that, that's set before him, be it a, a crew chief, a supervisor, first sergeant, leader, follower, advisor, you know, he, he can, you can tell that he cares genuinely about what he's doing. He's got care and concern and he wants the best outcome for all. So, so I'm, I'm proud of Jeff and, and uh, the role that he plays, the important role that he plays, not just within our squadron and our group, but within the entire wing. And, and I want to congratulate personally for the first sergeant of the year award, but I you know, wanted to make sure that everyone knew in this podcast that, that Jeff has uh, done a great job and we appreciate him very much. Chief Williams. Those kind of words. So, uh, Chief uh, Dowry, you chose passion. And uh, my pastor always says if you're speaking, uh, he was taught it's a good idea to try to alliterate your points. So, if, 
if you're going to choose passion, I'm going to choose professional. Uh, from the time uh, that I first uh, met Jeff Jackson, he was a young crew chief, and I was a propulsion supervisor, um, just utmost professional. I think I nicknamed him Action Jackson back in his young days because he, he made it easy to get things done. And uh, he's always epitomizes professionalism, uh, does that on the first sergeant council. I, I Googled professional today, and Jeff Jackson's picture popped up. I'm not kidding. <laughs> but really, really, all joking aside, uh, extremely professional, um, very well put together. Um, you know, I show up as the new uh, wing command chief, and uh, I start challenging the first sergeant council to look at some things a different way, to do things differently, challenging them both physically and mentally to develop themselves. And uh, as president of the first sergeant's council, uh it was quickly obvious that uh, he was my teammate, and that uh, he was helped me to help us to be organized and uh, put together different training events and lots of different uh, meeting scenarios, whether it be on teams or in person. Sometimes on off weekends, and uh, I just can't thank him enough for his professionalism and and what he brings to the whole wing. Uh, congratulations, Jeff. Thank you, Chief. Appreciate it. But first Sergeant Jackson, please uh, tell us how it feels to be uh, selected and to be the representative for the wing for the year. It's uh, very humbling to be selected. It's something that uh, was a total shock to me when it was announced. It's, uh, I don't look at it as a, a yearly award, even though it is Airman of the Year, First Sergeant of the Year. I look at it as how I was built up by Chief Daughtry, Chief Williams, and the countless other people who pushed me forward maybe to an area that I wasn't comfortable in. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Don Rakitaman and Chief Daughtry, they're both in AMXS, opened up the world of additional duty first sergeant to me. 2018, Chief Williams, he helped me on countless times on uh, APU issues. I remember helped me get through an APU test. And the list just goes on and on of people who were there for me. I had questions or there for me when I hit a wall or at a, a struggling point, maybe off-base issue. But the award to me is the accumulation of all those events that propelled me to help my airmen in the maintenance squadron in 2021, along with the airmen in the wing. That's, that's kind of how I feel. I look at the award as people who got me to this point. Final thoughts from anyone? I had one that went away. Comes with, <laughs> comes with age. <laughs> it, it, it's hard. It, you know, it's hard to follow up uh, that that kind of response because it, you know, uh, it, here's a guy that that just won an award and and uh, you know he he wants to thank other people that you know <laughs> instead of taking recognition, you know, it, it's it's just humbling to hear to hear Jeff talk. He got back from first sergeant school. And uh, he he laid a, a coin on me, and it's it's the ace of diamonds, and uh, it, I, it's in my top three coins displayed. Of course, right there beside yours, Chief Williams. <laughs> but uh, it, it's basically you know him saying the, thank you, thank you for having faith in me and trusting me and, and pushing me along. But you know it's it's all Jeff, and and he's he's done a, a great job for for us and. He's, he's earned every bit of this, so it's it's great to hear him talk and, and uh, 
to hear his perspective on things. Appreciate it, Chief. I'll just add, uh, Sergeant Jackson, you've yet to be presented your trophy, so you need to report for commander's call on time Friday before March drill. And uh, you'll be presented your uh, trophy as first sergeant of the year, and you'll be given the floor, and I uh, hope you got your speech prepared. <laughs> I'll, I'll get I'll get a longer one together. Appreciate it, Chief. Thank you very much. I'll report as ordered. And that's going to do it for this episode of The Drop. For more information about the 130th Airlift Wing, visit us on the web at www.130aw.ang.af.mil. Additionally, you can find us on all major social media platforms. Lastly, you can see us in the skies, delivering freedom with courage. This is Senior Master Sergeant Eugene Christ reminding you to stay ready to go.